Eagle Nation. You're listening to Gotta Talk, a podcast dedicated to all things Georgia Southern football. Now, here's your hosts, Matt Monty and Cody Anderson. Eagle Nation, thank you for downloading this episode of Gotta Talk. And I don't know, Cody. It's early, man. It is. It's very early. <laughs> it's 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 early. I'm, I'm I'm tired. I am I am tired. Um, but but thank you for downloading this episode of Gotta Talk. Uh, your, your podcast, uh, for Georgia Southern fans by Georgia Southern fans, uh, Matt here with you join as always by Cody. It is early. We're recording this early on Tuesday morning. It's been a long week so far, but, uh, we're here to break down that game against Troy, uh, Georgia Southern picking up their fifth win of the season, improving to five and two overall and three and two in Sunbelt Conference play. It was another nail biter. Uh, you know, it seems like that's just what we get now. Um, if we're going to win a football game, um, it's going to be incredibly close and go down to the wire. But we were able to pull it off uh, despite, once again, not scoring over 30 points um, and just, uh, just scoring 20, um, having some flashes of, you know, uh, you know, offensive, efficiency i guess you could say um offensive success there and uh in the, in the second half but uh you know for the most part um still struggled on that side of the ball defense uh certainly again held up their end of the bargain uh played their tails off and uh was able to hold a, a backup quarterback in jacob free who in that game played like a backup quarterback um, but the defense played incredibly well uh Derek canteen um getting another interception to seal the game and yeah, two, two more interceptions and then one to one to seal the game. Second straight game, uh, that he, um, that he sealed, uh, you know, against South Alabama with a pass breakup in the end zone. And then, uh, with this one, uh, with the interception, uh, to close it out. So, um, can't say enough about the defense. Um, once again, I think they're just much improved and, and are, are, you know, really kind of, um, helping mask just uh, the, the the problems on offense, but I think they're pretty clear to to, to most fans. Um, but but yeah, I mean, get, getting the fifth win of the season um, and returning home uh, once again uh, in you know in, in this twenty uh, twenty season this Saturday against Texas State, um, you know, a team that is struggling but is competing. Uh, you know, <clears throat> at one one and eight uh, on the season. Um, but they can put up a lot of points and, you know, they're, they're definitely a team not to take lightly. So uh, we will uh, fully recap that Troy game. Um, also preview Texas state uh, break down, you know, some, some plays and then uh, give some, some accolades uh, in some, you know, much deserved, uh, you know, uh, recognition to, to some players, um, all that in this episode. Yeah. Um, to kind of piggyback on the defense there, I think it was Danny that had a tweet, and then I think they also said it on Facebook on the radio's Facebook page. The the stark differences in certain key stats from the first three games to the last four, and it and it jumps off the page is just how well this defense has played the last four ball games, um, and really has you know contributed to to those three victories in these last four ball games, and really. Kept us in the game to a team that is now ranked in the top fifteenth or top fifteen in, in what the country now. So, yep. I mean, you can't say enough good things about them. They've they've played absolutely um, 
out of their minds. Uh, they that front seven man, I have been super impressed. And we said in last week's episode that if in order for us to win, in order for us to really have any chance at slowing down their offense, we had to get after the quarterback. And and you know it's not just about sacks, but to make him feel uncomfortable and to rush his throws. And my goodness, it seemed like every throw that he had, it he was releasing it a second or two before he wanted to. It was fantastic to see. Oh yeah, he was he was contested every single throw and 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 that's that's the thing is you know the the defense we we've talked about the secondary and obviously they've they've much improved and you got guys like uh, Derek Canteen out there that you know is 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 a stud and then already you know ma- making noise leading the nation in interceptions before on the season and and you know uh, certainly great things to come uh with him and then obviously you got uh you know some, uh, you know some other uh, big names back there in the secondary, but that front seven is what makes this whole defense flow, right? I mean, it's what makes it go, and and we we touted them early on, and um, I mean they've they've played well all season, but these last three or four games, I mean they've really turned it. Yeah, up. and they're gonna have to again this weekend too. I mean Texas State throws the ball all over the place, so, um, but I mean. <sighs> You look at it, you think, what, C.J. Wright? You think Watkins. You had Raymond Ellis. You had Raymond Johnson, Randy Wade, Kendra Duncan. I mean, all of them. Just you go back and rewatch the game, and all their names are being called. They're involved in the play some way, somehow, whether it's getting after the quarterback, making the tackle, deflecting the pass. It's it, it, it The way that they played Saturday, I would not have imagined that, considering the last – two performances we've had against Troy. Right, exactly. Yeah, get, getting that monkey off her back, obviously. Uh, Lunsford has never beaten Troy. Shai Wirtz had never beaten Troy. We were 0-3 against them uh, going into this game. And, you know, that, uh, you know, it was talked about. I mean, you, you you heard it on the coaches' show. You heard the players talk about it. You heard it in the post game after beating them. So, I mean, it, it was it was big. It was noticeable that, that, we, that we wanted this one. And, and we, uh, you know, grinded it out. And, you know, the offense did enough, uh, holding on the ball for over 42 minutes. Uh, you know, that's that's huge. We'll talk kind of more about that uh, here in a second. But, you know, uh, the, the defense, again, um, just really uh, putting the team on their back and, and, and winning this one. And, um, you know, that I can't say enough about that front seven. Honestly, like to your point, I think that is – it's it's interesting because you know there there's so much talent on that front seven that you you kind of pick your poison and you go through the list and there's all these guys and it's almost hard to say like who's your best player in that front seven or even who's your top three players because every week someone else is stepping up because everybody's so good that it's just a cohesive unit and that's what that's what makes the unit so great and if you know you you see these defenses where maybe you got a stud you know defensive end or you got a stud middle linebacker or whatever and you hear his name over and over and over again um like that that one kid from uh, Louisiana that was all over the field you know but with us it's like every week there's like a different guy that seems to be a different guy or different two or three guys that seems to be step, stepping up and hearing their name called uh, you know um you know in in the game making making huge plays tackles for losses sacks interceptions what yeah and it just goes to the depth of the defense in that in those two position cores linebacker and, and d-line so i you know you can't say enough good things about this defense um you know you can't even blame them for the one touchdown they got scored because they didn't give up a touchdown 
Um, right. And then they had that incredible yep. goal line stand that really kind of swung the game there. Um, offense was floundering. They didn't have their foot underneath them at that point, and they came up and stepped up and kept Troy out of the end zone and really kept us in that ball game. So um, it'll be interesting to see these next four or five ball games that we have um, to see hopefully that this continues because if it does, then that means that we don't have to score as many points <laughs> to win <laughs> to win football games, right. which has been a been a big issue. Um, getting ourselves in the end zone um depending you know regardless of what happens in the stat book no matter how many yards we rush for or how little we rush for or whatever we just can't have a hard time to get in there but uh i mean i don't know matt i mean i can't there's nothing there's really no amount of superlatives that you can give to the defense that's going to really feel like in my mind justify how well they've played um, and there's really not at this point, especially the last two ball games, anything that you can really look at and say, man, that was like a disheartening thing and, oh, that didn't look good and they need to clean that up. I mean, they've, they've really played really well these last three, four ball games. It's been impressive. Yeah, no, it has. And, and yeah, and you're right. I mean, that nothing really that we can, we can say, you know, we'll, uh, we'll do it justice, but you know, I, I do think that it's, it's worth, I mean, I, I think sometimes maybe we don't talk enough about like the individual players, uh, performances of, 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 you know, how well they're playing. So I, I do want to, you know, spend a little bit of time. We can start with Derek Canteen. You know, th- this is a guy, um, that, you know, had huge shoes to fill, obviously, you know, filling in for Brinson and Vildor. And you almost see flashes of both of those guys in, 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 yeah, <laughs> in one yeah. player. Right. Um, you, you see, you see kind of the, um, kind of see the, the, the awareness, the quick feet, the lateral movement of a Vildor kind of the ball Hawk, but then you see the hard hitting and the aggressiveness of uh, Monkovian Brinson, right. All, all, all at one player. And again, you, you go back to the South Alabama game of that pass breakup in the end zone. You go to this center, uh, the two interceptions against Troy. Um, he flies all over the field, but he's not afraid to hit you either. And, you know, uh, it's, it's, just really exciting to watch again, leading the nation right now. I'm um, in interceptions. I think that number will continue to grow uh, this year and certainly uh, throughout his career um, here. Yeah, definitely. And I think there has to be some sort of uh, mention Duncan jr. Um, you know, he obviously was injured. He came back, I think during the coastal game, um, you could tell he's really the leader of that defense, especially that secondary. Um, and, you know, they played well in UMass when he wasn't there, but he came back in Coastal. They played really good, and they've played the last two games really well. So I think it's been a huge difference to have him on the field. They talk about how that position, those safety positions, is like the quarterback of the defense. I think you can kind of see that um, having his experience out there and his knowledge has really, I think, made that defense step up a level, to say the least. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and, and Daryl Baker Jr. too, back there, uh, making big plays. I mean, it, you know, just like the front seven. I mean, we, we saw that, you know, last year with, um, or in the, in the last couple of years, right, with Brinson and Vildor, you, you had Brinson kind of being the main guy there. And then, and then he was so good that, you know, people would target, uh, Vildor. And then people said, Oh, well, we can't throw that direction. <laughs> and then, yeah. then Brinson kind of got his, his due a little bit more last year, because again, you know, teams had to kind of pick their poison and, um, you know, they, they didn't just didn't throw Vildor's way that much. Um, so you didn't have a, a ton of opportunities, but, um, yeah, just, just like the front seven, th- same thing when you have uh, that amount of talent back there, um, you're, it, it kind of gets, 
overshadowed when you have like one guy like a canteen, you know, making all these interceptions, you know, taking nothing away from him. But you've got these other guys that are allowing, you know, that to happen, right? Where where they're they're in coverage, they're covering their guys, they're or the quarterback doesn't want to throw their way, um, or they're tipping balls and then things like this. So it's it's it all makes itself run. So um, yeah, just just really excited again. Um, I know we've been hard like on the secondary. We knew it was going to be you know the the unit that had to have the most growth this year. Um, but it's, it's, it's coming around. I mean, obviously there, there's still work to be done. Um, but, uh, but definitely excited. We, the, the, it's not a talent issue. No, I, I think, not. you know, we've, we've said that we, we've said that before on the podcast. I know some people have called that out and all this and recruiting and all, but it's, it's, it's not, I mean, it, you know, maybe down the road, you know, we'll see, um, you know, that's a several years thing to see recruiting classes and stuff come in, but we, we recruit, secondary hard we recruit cornerbacks safety's hard um and we have some really talented ones both playing already on saturdays but also on the depth chart so um it, it's definitely not a talent issue really excited uh, for the guys we mentioned and, and some of the guys that we haven't um to see you know what what uh what ends up happening with them um yep forward. yep yep so i guess with um turn into offense uh we let's start with uh gerald greed and you know obviously um you know some some tough news losing losing uh both your your main running backs in this game and wesley kennedy and jd king obviously jd king's injury uh must much more serious um we do expect uh wesley kennedy to be back Uh, he had a mouth injury i think had a a chipped or a jar, knocked out tooths, uh, something to that effect. Um, and he uh, is expected to be back against uh, Texas State and will certainly need him. But J.D. King, unfortunately, it looks like we're still waiting on MRI results as, uh, as we record this podcast, but it, it doesn't look super promising. Um, he's, he's right now expected to be out at least the rest of this season. Um, we hope to obviously, you know, uh, hope – a speedy recovery for him and, and get him back as soon as possible. Um, you know, you can't say enough about him and his work ethic and, and what he's brought to this football team, but then you have guys humming in, um, you know, that next man up mentality and uh, Gerald Green, you know, uh, busting that, that huge run there um, to, you know, get um, in the, uh, what, the third quarter? I yeah, think it was third quarter. Um, and, you know, and, and that, that's a guy we've mentioned a little bit on this podcast, but we, we have so much depth in the in the running back core that, you know, again, the, the, the names sometimes get lost and, and you, it's kind of a, a wait your turn type deal um, just because there is so much talent there. But when they when they get their opportunities to shine, I mean, that that guy turned on the burners um, and had, you know, had uh, had shades of. Uh, of um Brita back there you know uh, just that whole play did honestly I'm um, just watching it develop with you know the the blocking on it the hole that he had and then him being able to get into that second and third level and just turn on the burners for for that long long score was was uh, really fun yeah it was that was <laughs> that was and it kind of it really shocked me when I was sitting there watching it because I was like where did this come from um and all of a sudden, like you said, before you know it, he's in the end zone. It's like that—that—that's—that's that's what we want to see. That's what we're used to here. Um, but to go back to J.D. King for a moment, um, that young man is is a heck of a ball player. And I know that this was, I guess you can say, technically his last year. 
obviously there have been NCAA uh, relaxations in the rules to where if I guess if he wants to come back next year he can uh, but if the unfortunate um, is true then if it is the last time that we've seen him in the in the Eagles uniform man he was a heck of a player and I really enjoyed watching his 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 body of work and his his ability to run between the tackles and just his toughness and his hard-hitting approach to to that running back position he was a joy to watch um he was he was honestly like he he reminds me of like a Jermaine Austin or like you know if, if you remember those guys where you know if it, when you go back and we're talking five, ten years from now, I mean, is is he going to be in the top of the record books for us? I mean, obviously, probably not because he hasn't played. You know, that that, that just his second year with us, and unfortunately, that uh, got cut short. But um, I think it's a guy that you'll look back at his career and be like, remember JD King? Like, man, that guy just refused to yeah. go down. Um, he was just a grinder. You know, he, I mean, just the, the yards, yards after first contact is just, uh, you know, unbelievable. I mean, honestly, one of the best running backs in, in, in that sense, um, that I've seen come through Georgia yep. Southern, you know, in my time following yeah. him. So we wish him a speedy recovery. We wish him that it's not as serious as what it looked. Um, but if it is, man, thanks for the memories. It was a great, it was great to watch you play. Um, if you come back next year, that'd be fantastic. Um, yeah, but again, uh, to get back to, to Gerald Green, um, man, that was a breath of fresh air to see that, especially that play on that 69 yard touchdown run. It was, like I said, you and I kind of talked at it through text, um, right after it happened. You said, I think you were kind of wondering, was Ruse calling that play? And I, was like, I don't think he's calling the play, but it looked like his play scheme or his play design, um, it did, and yeah. so I mean, it, it, it had yeah. it had shades of fourteen and fifteen of of just the the blocking scheme. There was a little bit of motion there, um, and again that whole. I mean, uh, uh, just to be frank with you, Cody. I mean, we haven't seen that big of a hole. I'm not taking anything about Gerald Green. I mean, he he finished that play again and found the hole and, and was able to you know turn on the burners for the sixty nine yard score, but like that you might as well call him Moses because the Red Sea parted. I mean, like it was that was a huge hole that was created by our offensive line and we haven't done that all no, year. I mean, we, we haven't. Just, we just haven't not up the middle. And and also too, his acceleration through the hole was fast. I mean, it seemed like he had the ball and he was past the linebackers in less than a second. Um and then it was just a foot race from there. So I would love to see more of that. I just don't know if I have the confidence that we're going to. Yeah, it's the consistency yeah. again, you know, and, and we were like, okay, here we go. Now we're getting some going. And then, you know, we have the three and outs start piling up again. And with, you know, it uh, again, it, it did have shades of 14 and 15. And, you know, Doug Roos ran offenses uh, with with Matt Breida, you know, and we, we talked about the explosive plays and the lack thereof. Uh, you know, this year and really in the last three years under Bob DeVess. And um, th- that's what we want to see more of. You need more of that. You know, I mean, it, yes, control on the clock is, is huge, um, you know, plays a huge factor. But getting those kind of home run plays and, and even even when we've had, you know, the 20 plus 30 plus yard plays, we're failing to get in the end zone, you know, and, and, and this one. Um, that wasn't the case. So, and that and that's what we were so used to in, in fourteen and fifteen to to really to to finish those plays and and you know just have blocking 
on that second and third level, you know, a lot of times that you saw on, on those long breeder runs. And that's something that you haven't seen consistently, right? And um, and, and when you do, it's kind of guys like Wesley Kennedy kind of doing everything himself, you know? So just, just having consistent blocking um and that again that aggressiveness uh, you know up front to create those big holes uh more frequently you know that's that's what we're looking for because we have the running back talent to have those type of plays more often we do we just have to have the the play calls you know the, the the scheme the motions you know do it at the right times but then also obviously blocking we've got yeah. to have better consistent blocking um to open up those type of holes to let our running back shine yeah um i agree with that and i mean i don't know what more we could talk about the offense because it's it just seems like it's like a repetitive it's like the same record every week it's like yeah lots of yards or and we don't get in the end zone, or it's just, it's just like we look stagnant or one-dimensional or that we just aren't very creative um, in our play calling. It's it's. I'm glad we won the game, but, man, I, I would would love to just see. You saw the improvement with the defense, right? Yeah. First three games, last four, and you, and you see, like, the defense is, like, growing, like, right before our eyes. Right. It, the offense, it doesn't look like they're doing that at all. No. There's um, spurts here and there. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, you have, but I mean, even, even like that, you know, as much as I just said uh, about the Gerald Green play, I mean, that, that was one play, you know, that was 69 yards. And it was great blocking. It was great execution, great play call, all this kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, as far as drives, we talked, you know, we talked to, we spent a lot of time talking about the analytics last week of, of, you know, finishing drives and scoring opportunities and this, and that continues to be a problem. You know, that, that continue, you know, again, we can rack up yards, we can eat clock. We had the one, uh, you know, we had the one drive, 18 plays, 10 minutes taken off the clock and we come away with three points. That just can't happen. It, it, it can't. Yeah. I mean, for us to dominate time of possession, we had over 300 rushing yards, um, and to only have 20 points on the board. That's, that's disheartening to say the least. I mean, I'm yeah, glad we I mean, got the you, win. You asked, you, I'm glad that we got yeah, the you win. Asked, but the win really course. should be like 34 to 13, if you're asking me course, honestly. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, 42 minutes and 47 seconds. You ask anyone in college football, like, oh, well, what do you think? That Oh, I, you know, I don't know, at least 30 points. You know, I mean, you, you hold the ball for that long? Like, that's, that, that's, that's, almost, it's almost impressive that we only scored 20 points after holding the ball for, <laughs> for 42 minutes. I mean, honestly, when you really think about it, you hold them to, to 17 minutes and, and and that's a little misleading too because again, not to take anything away from the defense, you could say, oh well, you know they weren't tested as much because they only, you know, they got limited possessions. But you know, obviously, when they were on the field, they uh, did what they had to do. They, uh, you know, uh, bent but didn't break in, in certain situations as they've done, like you said, not giving up a touchdown, just six points, two field goals. Um, obviously, their their own their lone touchdown came on the pick six. But you know, it's. Uh, they run up tempo offense. We've talked about that. Uh, Jacob Free, their backup quarterback, had a really big get to, big day uh, the week before, throwing over 400 yards coming into this game. Only threw for uh, 201 against us, 21 for uh, four, uh, uh, 47. You know they threw the ball 47 times. Um, they only uh, rushed. Uh, they rushed 14 times for 34 yards. You know, so again, um, and 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 Jacob Free threw those uh, two interceptions to Derek Canteen. So, 
defense again uh, coming up huge, uh, even in in limited opportunities. Um, you know, but it, that's and that's big. It does. It helps out the defense that that the offense can hold on the ball for over forty minutes. But they've got to score more points. You know, it's it's just not fair to the defense to to trust them to hold teams to. 13 points, 17 points, 20, you know, you know, 20 points or less, um, week in and week out, we've got to start pulling away from teams. And when we're getting these long drives, scoring touchdowns and not field goals. Yeah. I mean, if you just look at the, the stats, we should have, we should have beat them by three or four touchdowns. I mean, we really, we nearly had 200 more yards than they did. We were 12 or 13 passing. We ran it 61 times for over 300 yards, which, again, mm-hmm. Chalk went up in the 300-yard win column because now Lunchford is unde- still undefeated in that, yep. with that stat. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't have any answers for it. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why it's such a struggle for us to get in the end zone. I really don't. You really don't? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, in terms of, like, I don't understand how it's not. I think fixable. one dimensional. I think one dimensional play calling scheme. Um, I think defenses treat us differently in the in the red zone. Um, you know, I, I think they they uh, scheme against us differently. I think um, we. I think our blocking again just isn't isn't consistent. You see flashes of it, um, but you know there there's times where like just the the whole unit's not working together. It seems. Um, you know, there's, there's miscues, but honestly, there's, there's times where it's just, just lack of blocking. The blocking is just kind of subpar that, that, I mean, honestly, the effort sometimes is, and, and that all falls on coaching to me, um, that, you know, you, you bring somebody else in that wants to play every down, um, when, when you see that, but I mean, there's time after time you see plays where it's like, you know, um, even even between the twenties, but the, when we get in the red zone, it just seems that like that push, that aggression that we're used to seeing in you know Georgia Southern offensive lines, isn't isn't there? You know, um, every you know consistently every down, and and that's that's a huge problem to me. So that that would be, I mean, that's just one thing. I don't think that's the sole reason, um, yeah. but you know, it's it's a huge reason. It is the the, the blocking just has to improve um, because again, we we have the talent in the skill positions to, to score points, but we, we've just got to get better at blocking, especially like on the perimeter, especially on the second level. I mean, you have those plays, you know, if you want to call them triple option plays, or if you want to call them like design rollouts with a, with a pitch option. Well, all right. So, so let me ask you this because it just kind of popped into my head. We talked about the blocking. Is it, and then you mentioned kind of these design rollout plays. You and I have to kind of discuss. This isn't. I don't feel like this is a really a triple option offense. It's um, not. A lot of these things are design runs or design like. All right, when you option pitches or whatever you want to say when we go to the outside. Right. Do you think defenses have kind of keyed in on that and yes over film and through scouting us can see clues or things that they can pick up and say okay when they're in this personnel and they have the tight end right here well 90 percent of the time that means it's going to be a a inside run or inside zone run whereas if you see shy then take this first step here well now we know it's going to be 
all to the outside so everybody go hardcore to the to to the sideline and stretch them out 100 percent, 100 i think so then, yeah so then is it really blocking at that point or is it really play design and play calling and oh it's a combination and, and, yeah and to really yeah. into legitimately let an option play happen where it's you don't know if it's going to the inside don't know if it's going to the outside you don't know if it's going to be a pass or whatever i mean it's is it could it because if that's the case, then if the defense kind of really knows what you're going to play and they know what you're going to do before you do it, then that's going to be really hard to block against, no matter how good your blocking is. It's hard to block against, but again, on on some of those plays the outside, it's like I, I, there is a lack of effort, it seems, on, on some of those plays. Again, not not with everyone across the board and not you know every single play, but it's it's almost like you know some players will – almost take plays off or it's, it's just, you know, you're, you're not guys, sometimes guys are in positions, but they're not holding their blocks as well. They're not having that, um, you know, kind of off the, off the block, uh, you know, push and aggressiveness that, that you want to see in those plays to help them develop. But yes, no, you're absolutely right. Again, it's not, it's not solely on blocking. We've talked about play calling. We've talked about scheme. We're incredibly one dimensional on offense. And when I say that, it's it's not it's not necessarily of like oh well we can't pass I mean like you said we were twelve of thirteen passing in this game um, we've thrown for you know over you know uh, two hundred yards against uh, Louisiana we can throw the ball um, and and we're getting better in that area but when I say one dimensional it's 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 predictable it's it's a predictable offense where it it seems I'm sure you know we have I'm sure we run more than eight plays but it doesn't seem like that I mean to 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 to, to fans watching it it seems like we have less than 10 plays in the playbook because I'm I'm sure there are some subtle blocking differences we don't really see a lot of motion um you know that's something that we've we've talked well, about that's increased that the last couple of games it has it has and and you wonder if if there's influence from roos in there right because that's something that you just haven't really seen the last two years um under bob DeBess and 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 we saw in 14 and 15 under roos so you know again all speculation but you wonder you know it's it's all about Slide of hand, misdirection, um, ball movement. I mean, that's what makes true option offenses run. And, and you're right. Teams, I mean, I don't care who you are. When when you're looking at film, you can you can plan for that. You can put guys – I mean, you, you, you hear defensive coordinators all the time talk about defending true triple option teams, and, you know, it's, it's assignment football. I think with our offense right now not really being a triple option team – it's still assignment football, but it's a lot easier. You know, it's 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 easier assignment football um, because it's there's there's less options, there's less things that can happen, there's less things to prepare for, less uh, you know spots to kind of be in and and things to to um, to to see you know before the play develops or as the play is developing. Um, and and yeah, that's a huge problem. So it it, it it certainly comes down to play calling and scheme. Um, really, yeah, over, over overall overall scheme and strategy. I mean, I just think and and that's the part where I think a lot of fans are frustrated because again, it's it's like a broken record. You're seeing the same things over and over. Where maybe you see the shades of you know the the long runs and um, you know a, a deep pass play or, or whatever, but for the most part, our, our base offense, you know, it seems that it's dive up the middle, which, you know, was JD King, um, you know, now will probably be Logan Wright. And then you have that play to the outside 
And if those plays didn't work, then you're trying to, you know, probably throw like a slant or, or, or something or, or deep pass down the middle um, on, on third and long. I mean, that's that's what we've seen out of out of this offense and, and especially that play to the outside. It's one is and I, I think, again, this does come down to blocking. It takes so long to develop. I mean, you know, I don't know if it's I don't know you're if talking it's about when they when they hike the ball and they go directly to the sideline. Correct. Right? Okay. It is like it's moving in slow motion. You you look at past offenses, again, going back to that Gerald Green play, and it reminded us of 14 and 15 because when, when Brita was breaking all those runs, it our running backs were shooting through those gaps, shooting through those holes, and it was it was so quick. Everything developed so quickly. It's the opposite right now. I mean, it, it our offense – move so slow and there's no reason for it because we have quick athletic players you know and so it's uh maybe even more so than we did in, in in 14 and 15 right so it's i think that's why it's so frustrating because we we have the speed we have the talent and athleticism for for these plays to develop quicker but it, it seems like they're developing in slow motion and i don't know if it's if it's part shy if it's just the scheme and play call if it's the blocking like the lateral blocking um but it's you know defenses catch on when you know it seems like we're running the same four five six plays you know every every drive and if you can't execute those plays and have those plays develop quickly where you create mismatches and can get the ball in space and can get that pitch off. Um, then yeah, they're going to stop you nine out of 10 times because, you know, I mean, even, even, um, subpar defenses can, can put their themselves in position to, you know, to kind of see what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, I was looking at some, some other stats, but, I I don't know. I mean, I have. I think this. I think we're gonna have to just. I don't want to say settle, but I think as a, from a fan's point of view, I think we're just gonna have to get used to it at least for the rest of this season when it comes to our offense. Like you look at you have Texas State, Army, Georgia State, and App State, and then F and FAU as well. Um, I just don't know. I just think this we're gonna have to be kind of. I think this is what the offense is. It is. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, that, I, I think by this, this point, this, yeah. this is, I think the rest of our games, if we win, the formula is for every game, I think, from here on, it kind of looks like the Troy or the South Alabama game to where it's a it's a dog fight, it's a mud fight. It's, you know, our you defense. Grind, you grind yeah, out you wins. grind yeah. out, yeah. Um, Ball control, field. Uh, if you there's know, ever a team that shoots out and, and can quickly score points on us, I think it's almost we're, we're done for. Yep. Uh, which really kind of concerns me because, again, Texas State, their offense is, it has gotten a lot better than it was last year. Army can score points. Now, the Army game, we'll get to that next week, but I think we kind of match up really well with Army in terms of that we know what we, they do. Our front seven. We're really good against the it, run. We're really yeah. good against our, our front seven and there is our strength. So um, it'll just take discipline. I think defensive-wise, our discipline's pretty good. Um, but you look at state and app state and their offenses are pretty, pretty high powered, man. I mean, they yeah. have no problem putting 30, 40, 50 points up on I mean, Georgia state can hang 50 on you quick. Yeah, you know? ex- yeah. exactly. They put it on Arkansas state. They put it on uh ULM this past weekend. So 
I, I think I, mean, I think that's what's so concerning because you look you look yeah. at the sun you look at the Sun Belt and 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 we're we're the worst offensive team. I mean we just are and but we might be the best defensive team. But you know that's only gonna. I'm not taking anything away from the defense, but you you again can't put that pressure on them to to hold teams to 13, 17, 20 points. Well, you had what the Nick game. Saban quote that you had a couple weeks ago, um, specifically talking about how college football has changed that. You could get by with having the strong defense and not really have and having an okay offense, and you could you could win a lot of games that way. And he's like, my mindset's flip, you know. Yep. I we we really have to be good on offense. And you look at Georgia, look at UGA. Yeah. I mean, they they they're, they're Kirby Smart is trying to run old school SEC football up there, and it's not working. You know, he's he's trying to to run the ball, overpower people, and you know, not have well, a, not have this, good quarterback. Well, that's play. how it was in, in in the years past. This year is more on their quarterback play. Yeah, it's quarterback play. But yeah. but yeah, but but still, like you you see Alabama, where you know you go back to those games, those like Alabama LSU games, where it was like yeah. six to three, and then now you know it's it's Ole Miss and Alabama, and it's you know hundred points combined, and it's <laughs> it, you know and, and and that's crazy. I mean, to to see big Big Twelve type scores out of the SEC is nuts, but you're seeing it week in week out, and that trickles down to the Sun Belt too, because you know you're you're, you're seeing you look at I mean uh, look every week at, at, at the scores of the Sun Belt, and it's it's 30 points 40 points 50 points um that these except teams are scoring games, it's, except it's for our games anomaly. right exactly ours is always the outlier where it's where it's oh okay well um the, you know this is the first time that this team has been held under 30 points this year which um, yeah. i think also gets the frustrating part as a fan where if you're like man if we did have an explosive offense who's going to stop us no right. one yeah you know if the offense was consistently putting 30 points a, a game not only would we be undefeated, but I think I would look down the rest of this list and say nobody has a chance of beating us, um, yeah. and and would be really confident in that. But it, and again, what makes it even more frustrating is just how much depth we have in regards to our offense with the weapon, you know, the weapons that we have with the quarterback that we have, even the offensive line. I mean, we the offensive line has plenty of starts under their belts. You know, this isn't this isn't a, a green offensive line that, that doesn't know what they're doing or all just came out of high school last year. You know, it's all the pieces are there and, and, and for it to not for us to still be talking about this issue of having trouble scoring points is, 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 is huge. I think that it's it's a huge problem that has to be solved some way somehow over the off season because if it's not then then next year you're looking at next year and you're thinking well you know are we still going to just kind of be this seven and five six and six team that right oh darn man if we had an offense we could be really really good yeah you I can't you, you, yeah you, you can't, can't get, just keep relying on squeaking out these victories and holding teams to this i mean we've we've played seven games we've only had two games that were decided by uh more than one score Right, you had you had UMass forty-one to nothing, and then you had Coastal Carolina, where they beat they beat us twenty-eight to fourteen. So one and one in those games. Every other game has been decided by one score and has really gone down to you know uh, to to the final seconds. And 
we've we've won you know we've won those games we've won the majority of those games outside of Louisiana um you know with a 53 yard field goal but um every every other game you know we've we've relied on the defense to make that final play or you know against ULM against South against Troy um against Campbell I mean and, and then yeah against Campbell it's 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 kind of relying on them to to mess up you know and and, and over, overshoot a guy uh to, yeah. to win the game on a two-point yeah. conversion we're getting lucky in these guys. I mean, we defensive are. play is great, but we this this is not sustainable. Again, it's just not. Um, no, sooner or later, somebody... we're going to start winning, losing these games, and it very well could happen against a one and eight Texas State team if yeah. we don't improve on offense. Yeah, I think somebody put it great on Twitter. They said it looks like a stem or stem. Uh, what is it? Tim Stowers' offense from back yeah. in the nineties. It's slow. It's boring to watch. It's predictable. I mean, it, it it just it is, and and you have flashes of brilliance, and again, it it it, it mo- to me it mostly comes down to play calling scheme and just overall coaching. It's not the talent on the field, um, so that that has to be corrected. But I agree with you. Unfortunately, I think we've. We have what we have, and, yeah, this, and is this, this is this is, is it. Yeah, this is as good as it's probably going to get for for you know this the second half of the season, and then we've got to hope that you know some adjustments and, and changes can be made to the to, the, the, the to positive help. is here is that the two teams that have beaten us have are in the top twenty five yeah. AP ranking. The bad news is that there are two teams that left that we have left to play that could very well be. In the AP top twenty-five with Army and App State, correct. Um, and then you had the you know the 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 game with the school up from Atlanta, um, and FAU. Don't forget about FAU. yeah. Well, yeah, FAU, Texas State. I guess we can kind of pivot here and yep. go and, and start talking about them. You've mentioned one and eight. That's a very deceiving record. It's um, super I think deceiving. if any yeah. anybody who's kept up with with some belt football, especially um, or really kind of at the very beginning of the season when there were very few football games on, Texas State was one of those few football teams that were playing. You had the SMU game, the UTSA game, and then they beat ULM, and then they played Boston College. Guys, there there's if you were to watch those four games, you they came out one and three, obviously, but they could easily have been four and zero. Oh. And and if they were four and zero, this Texas State team would probably have been looked at well before I guess you could say Coastal Carolina because of who they had who who would they have beaten SMU right. SMU I think is a top Boston College. twenty team yeah Boston College is an ACC team um, this team is they have three games left I'm seeing at least on the ESPN app with their schedule us Arkansas State and Coastal. I don't think they end the season with just one win. I think they at least get they beat somebody in these remaining three games. I just hope that it's not us. Right. This team is good. Now they kind of got shellacked by App State. Um, they had a really kind of what I felt like a tough, tough loss against Louisiana the week yeah, before. Yeah, 40, 44 to thirty four. Yeah. Um, 
and then got I mean, got creamed by BYU, but everybody's getting creamed by BYU, so that's yeah, kind of an outlier. Yeah. They gave uh, South Alabama a game 30-20. to 20. I mean, their offense has seemed to slow down a little bit um, in this kind of in, – in the last four or five games after, you know, again, you know, giving it to SMU, putting up 48 against UTSA, um, 38 against uh, – in a win against uh, ULM, and then 24-21 against Boston College. They've slowed down a little bit. Um, you know, only uh, only one game in the last five where they scored uh, more than um, 30 points or even more than uh, 20 points. So, you know, it, but uh, so maybe teams are, are starting to figure them out a little bit, but they they can put, you know, don't be surprised if they put up more than 30 and that's the, or, or even more than 40. And, and, and that's that's a scary thought because yeah. I, I'm not confident in our ability to match that. No, no, I'm not. And if we take this team lightly or think that or if we just look at the record, and think that they're going to just roll over when they come to Statesboro. That's not going to be the case. Um, you know, they're probably going to have a I think they should have a chip on their shoulder. I think you know, they probably won't get a bowl game. You know, I know that the win thing has been has been relaxed for the season, but they're not gonna go to a bowl game. So right. why not come in here and beat us and, and, and start ending their season on a high note? You know, um if you're gonna look at it, they probably say, Hey, we got a shot against us and a shot against Arkansas State and you know, Coastal at that time can still hell. They can still be undefeated. Um, yeah, that but, could be a huge trap game for Coastal. Yeah, I mean, that could derail their season. You know, yeah, because they and, still have Liberty at the at the end of the season, which right. and, we haven't even talked about them. But Liberty's undefeated. Oh God, yeah, man. I mean, well, I I tweeted it out. I mean, that that game obviously was going on during ours, and <clears throat> was able to watch a little bit of it um, on my on my phone. But man, I like. Hugh Freeze and the job that he's done up there, holy cow! Yeah, and and good. you know being an in-state uh, team in Virginia Tech, and yeah, I mean I think a lot of people are now noticing. I mean maybe that loss against Liberty and the Cure Bowl doesn't look as bad. I mean I, I we I think you and I Cody knew that they were a good team. I think a lot of people overlooked them. Um, you know when when that well they showed their record and who they played. Um, but I mean they had a guy that went what second third round in the NFL draft. They had a very experienced quarterback. Um. I think the frustrating part on, on from our fans in that bowl game was the offensive performance, but and that's kind of what get, started. Yeah, I mean, it, we, yeah, we've, I mean, we've honestly, said before that from the been, Cure Bowl, it's kinda, yeah, yeah, it kind of trickled over, and that's we're we're seeing the same thing. We're just seeing a stagnant, slow motion, unoriginal, you know, play calling offense. I mean, vanilla, very vanilla offense. I mean, that's that's what we're seeing, and. And it's great that you can hold the ball 42 minutes, but you got to score more points. And yeah. Um, so, yes, I mean, we, we talked about trap games all year. Um, you know, it, it, the way the season unfolded, um, we haven't really had a trap game yet. Right. I mean, we haven't really been good enough to even consider, you know, <laughs> some of the teams we played as like trap game opponents. Um, this would be, I, I think, think this, this, this is, probably, it, yeah. this is it. I think this is the first true trap game that we've come to. I mean, you look we at, have a, we have an look exciting at matchup Alabama. with army next week, right? Yeah. You look at you South know. Alabama, you look at Troy. I mean, those teams came in with the same record as us. Um, those weren't trap games. We thought at the beginning of the season that South Alabama and coastal Carolina would both be, uh, you know, trap games for us, right. Coming out, uh, coming off of, uh, games against Louisiana and app state, obviously app state getting postponed. Um, that ended up not being the case. I mean, coastal Carolina, right now best team in the country um you know top 20 team 
best team in the country. Oh, best, best team in the country. Best team in the, best in the, the conference. Best team in the Sun Belt. <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Best team in the Sun Belt. Um, best team. Um, yeah, I mean, and and, and then Louisiana um, with that game postponed against App. I mean, we we just we haven't faced anyone uh, that could quote unquote like sneak up on us. And if, if we're not ready for this, uh, you know, third straight home game, um, if we get overconfident and, and looking to get that six win, um, and, and just think that it's going to come naturally to us, you know, it's, it's going to be a long day. Um, because I, I I do think that this Texas state team is hungry and I think that they, I, I agree with you. I think out of these last three, I think they, they win at least one of them. I obviously hope it's not us, um, but I, but I could see I could see them you know maybe even winning two of them you know us and and Ark State or, or maybe getting an upset against Coastal. I mean they they are that type of team um, that you don't you just don't want to play right now like you you don't um, because no, you know they're no. they're they have nothing to lose um, and they're looking for something to build on um, and then you know uh, uh, Jake Spavital is doing a great job with that program and I I, I believe in him and I think that. You know they're going to be a contender in the Sun Belt here in 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 a few years. I think you know it's it's definitely uh um in the rebuilding phase. You know as as they say, but like I I I think they are building something there. I really do. Um and you know I, I two you know give it two years. I think Texas State will be one of the better teams in the Sunbelt Conference. I think I, I think they're trending kind of the same way. Um, I know Coastal was obviously record-wise better um, the last couple of years, just falling short of a bowl, but they remind me a lot of Coastal in their like trajectory of, of, of where they're headed. Yeah, they always seem to be kind of like that sleeping giant, right? They're in the Texas. We already know how hot bit of a recruiting that Texas is. Um where San Marcos is, it's relatively close. I guess you could say to Louisiana, so they could just go over there to recruit if they need to as well. But, yeah, you're right. Texas State is a, is a team that where they're located at. Great uh, facilities. They great, Yeah, they should be pretty, you know, they should be, they should bring in the talent easily. Um, and that they should be pretty good at at, at having a football program and, and traditionally they've some, had good defenses yeah. traditionally they've had really good defenses we've we've struggled with them in the past right and we are certainly on the road um facing them you know we we had uh what was that one game where wasn't it 13 to 12 or something that we beat them um do you remember it was a couple of years ago mm, oh yeah yeah like 15 yeah it was some odds 15 to 13 or something and, and yeah and, uh, you know, they, they used to kind of grind out games that way, and they had no offense. Now they have an offense. They have an identity. They're building on that side of the ball. Um, and, and, I mean, the, the defense is, is nothing to um, scoff at, you know. I mean, they, they, uh, um, they're coming in uh, 25.9 points per game where we're giving up 25.6. So, you know, um, they um, – I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they, their defense is, is good. Their offense is, is much, much improved and, and probably going to continue to get better. They're just ha- – they just have to believe, you know, believe in themselves and, 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 and close out some of these games and, and and be able to finish. And that's something that we're still trying to do. Um, yeah. But now we, we've been able to do it more often than not this year. 
Um, like I said, and I think, uh, you know, defense is a huge part of that. And then also, you know, some luck thrown in there. Um, Texas State probably isn't that lucky right now. Um, but, you know, Lunsford said on the coaches show, you know, best one and eight team in the in the country. And I, I think that's kind of, you know, obviously it's a cliche. And you no, know, I think it's the truth. Oh, yeah, it's uh, well, it's obviously the truth. But but like I, I would even go as far to argue um, not having it you know, in front of me, but I mean, they're one of the better, like teams with less than, you know, with three or three or less wins or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, like they could easily be a 500 team. They could easily be above 500 team, you know? And, and, um, so, so I think, I think that's even, you know, saying something like they're the best one in eight team in the country, um, is almost, doing them a disservice because I, I think they, you know, could easily be, um, you know, have a much better record than they actually do. Yeah. I agree with that. Yep. Yep. So, um, as far as breaking down, uh, the game, what, I mean, what would you say is the key, uh, for us? I think it's the same as it has been the past couple of weeks. Get pressure up the quarterback, make their, make their quarterback uncomfortable. Don't let him have a pocket to sit there and throw the ball. Um, because with this offense, if you give them a clean pocket, they're gonna they're gonna kind of pick you apart. Um, so keep up the pressure, keep up the intensity, um, force them to make quick uh decisions, hasty decisions that they don't that they're not comfortable with with making on offense. Um, they do have some pretty good running backs, so again, you know, you just can't sell out that they're gonna throw the ball. Um, one hundred percent of the time, you do got to keep their uh, rushing game, <clears throat> rushing game in check, and then uh, for offense, find a way to get in the end zone. <laughs> you know, yeah. whatever you have to do, find a way to get in, the, and don't turn the ball over. You know, the interception, I felt like that was a forced throw. It was off the back foot. If you go back and look at the tape, J.D. King is kind of out as your check down that was there, that was open, that. All he had to do was make one man miss, and he probably could have gotten a good 20, 30 yards um, on it. You know, if he's I th- – here's the thing. 12 or 13 is great. And, like, I think I said the previous episode or two, when it came to the passing game, let's do smart passing game, smart, easy, high completion, you know, and that was a lot of the passing game this past weekend. It looked fantastic. Whenever we needed five or six yards, we could have a play. I thought the play with the – the two passing plays, oh, I think it was Caleb Hood and then Darian Anderson back to back, in which they did the quick out and then they did the same play, but instead of doing the out to Hood, they threw it to Anderson. And man, if they hit him in stride, he may take that to the house. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But instead, he had a he had a dive to catch it. Um, I thought that was great. But you know, when we want to take our deep shots, let's. I get that that we want to throw the ball that way downfield sometimes, but let's be smart when we do it. When there's one of our receivers and three of their defenders in the area, let's look for something else. <laughs> you know, right. yeah. Um, again, he could have rolled out there and forced the linebacker that was that quote unquote was supposed to be covering J.D. King to make a decision if he covers him or if he goes after Shy. Um, or Shai could have ran out to that side of the field and, and and ran for a good bit. I again, I just let's not turn the ball over on offense with the, with as little points as we score on that side of the ball. We can't afford to to give our chances, you know, to to 
to take a chance away from us or to take an opportunity away from us to try to score the ball or score or score points. Right. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's that you're right. I mean, that's, that's, that's really the key. I mean, they, um, you know, you said get to their quarterback. I think this will be, uh, you know, similar to what we just faced in Troy, you know, they're, uh, they're a little bit, they're more balanced offense for sure than, than Troy, I think. Um, and you're, you're right. I think they'll, they'll, they'll try to, to run on us and, and, and establish that. But I mean, uh, you know, quarterbacks, they use uh, two, you know, they're, they're uh, leading passer Brady McBride um, over 1100 yards, uh, nine touchdowns, but he has thrown seven interceptions. Uh, Tyler Vitt uh, played last week, um, started against uh, App State and um, he's got uh, 819 yards on the season, uh, eight touchdowns, four uh, interceptions. Um, so just getting, you know, getting to him, he threw, uh, you know, two touchdowns, two interceptions against App State last week. Um, getting pressure, making him uncomfortable, just like we did against Troy, I think um, is, is is the key there. And then and then take advantage of field position, um, get points where you can. But, yes, got to get it in the end zone. I mean, that's – I know it sounds like a broken record. It's not – we're not – saying anything um profound uh you know here but i mean it's it's and, and it's not simple obviously because we're not able to do it but i mean no, we're not but we're that's tough, yeah but but i mean the, the the blueprint to success is there i mean we we've got you know the the defense is playing great again we're putting up the yards we're having some drives we're certainly controlling clock just gotta find a way to get it in the end zone yeah so. yeah i i mean that's that's the thing um so what, what, let, let's talk about Wesley Kennedy for a second. And we, we talked about, you know, him going out early against Troy with a mouth injury. He's expected yeah. to be back. Obviously losing JD King is huge. Um, you've got guys back there in in Logan Wright and Speedy LaRoche and um, obviously Gerald Green. They're more than capable. Um, but Wesley Kennedy, getting him back, huge. Um, got to get him involved, I think, in the offense to, to accomplish these things and, and, and score these points. Yeah, and you know that's that's part of the reason why I I didn't want to really like jump on the offense this on on this week's episode is because your two best running backs were gone. Yeah, you know, in in any offense when your two uh your two most dynamic players are are out with injuries, just to win that game is 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 impressive. Um, and we did we did what we had to do to win the game. Um, we had young guys step up. Um. It's one thing to step up in one game. It's now, you know, can they do it consistently? Whoever gets their number called going forward here, um, whether it's Green or LaRoche or, well, we know Wright's going to be in there now. Um, but, I mean, it's Yeah, I think, I think Wright kind of takes J.D. Now, King's spot yeah. as far as, like, the grinder and, like, the... the um, which which is no drop-off. I mean, yeah. if you look at, at Logan Wright's rushing average in, in, in yards per carry, I think he's around six, yep. which is which is fantastic. Um, it's it's almost a you know, he's a similar style wish, runner. He's yeah. he's great after contact, that kind of thing. He's great on the edge. Yeah, he is. He's great on the edge. Yeah, um, and he's an excellent blocker. So you know, there's really no drop off um, with him coming in and and getting the majority of those those uh, plays now. But yeah, I mean, Wesley Kennedy, you know, hopefully he's back. They say that he will be. It'll be great addition. Um, and like you said, it should hopefully increase the points on the board. Um, but we'll see. Um, we'll see what Texas State throws at us. That was a thing. We haven't played them since the this head coaching staff has, has been there. Um, 
and so they, we don't really know what they're going to throw at us defensively. Mm-hmm. You know, they just we just don't. Uh, we'll see. I guess we'll, we'll obviously we'll find out on Saturday. Um, but again, is, is it going to be one of those things in which Bob DeBest needs a quarter and a half to fill out what they're doing before we decide? Okay, now we want to play football, on, or right. decide we want to call plays that's going to score points. You know. Yep. Yeah, Do we do we throw the ball to Najee Thompson more? Um, but yeah, yeah. I think I mean that was a heck of a play. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, it, to me, it's not just throwing it to one individual. Uh, Najee Thompson's a great ball player. He he's one of those guys that that we don't talk about too often on this program, but he's the we well, he always, had he had the two blocks yeah he had the two blocks yeah. earlier in the season he's a great special teams player he's kind of one of those like he's like that spark plug of your team you know that you just see him and he it, like i don't want to say like role player but like you you see him like making huge uh uh plays making like huge jack tackles. of all trades he is, yeah right? he's very versatile you know. obviously you know he was a track star um in south carolina he's you know holds holds a record there um you know super fast but yeah he's very versatile and what he can do and that was just an unbelievable catch i mean you you talk about between that and the caleb hood catch against uh louisiana you know t- two things there i mean I, you know, a probably two of the best catches that I've that I've seen since following Georgia Southern. I mean, honestly, I know that's I, I, I know we obviously run the ball more than we throw it. Um, but but that is a that's a big statement. I understand that. Um, but man, I honestly like I mean, you're talking about two sports center top 10 plays, you know, one was what number one and, and one was number two. Um, th- those are two of the biggest catches that I've seen since following the Eagles. And, uh, you know, certainly in the, in the FBS era, certainly in the last couple of years under, under Lunsford. Um, and they came at, at, at pivotal moments. And uh, unfortunately they're going to kind of, I think be overshadowed a little bit because you have obviously the Caleb hood catch that uh, ties the game. Then Wurtz makes that excellent play for the two point conversion. We still end up losing the game on the 53 yard field goal. Um, and then you have uh, the Thompson play where he makes that spectacular kind of bucket catch, um, you know, Willie Mays style, uh, you know, going falling to the ground, um, you know, with with pass interference um, on a on a free play. Um, but then we, um, you know, it's not for the touchdown that we then we uh, punch it in after that. So um, you know, both of those plays, I think you'll look, you know, after the season and certainly, you know, with um in future seasons they might get overshadowed a little bit you might you know forget about them um but man i mean two just fantastic catches um and you know just really excited about both of those players but yeah thompson is is just a grinder i mean he like he he's just one of those guys um that fuels i think whatever side of the ball that he's playing on right whatever unit he's on he's just kind of like a spark plug for that unit yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely agree with that. So, um, all right. Anything else to say about Texas State? No, no. But man, I, I really wish that we would just we could figure out our offensive of woes. I guess you can say. Um, no, I mean I don't have anything else really to add to it. I just you know I think we're just gonna be in for it, man. That this is gonna be a sixty-minute dogfight, um, and that. 
that we got to hope that our Eagles are on top at the end of it. Yeah. I mean, we, we are, like you said, we are, we are who we are, you know, and, and unfortunately, you know, the, the, it's the, not going to change at this point. It's not going to change at think. this point. The, the theme of the Karnak Eagles, I think is, is here to stay at least for 2020. Um, I don't know if, you know, my heart can take much more of it, but I mean, I think that's what we're going to get. So it's either, uh, you, you know, know. So, so take your heartburn medicine, you know, before the game, um, because, you know, and I, I hope that it, uh, you know, I, I hope that we can, coast a little bit and, and make it where it's not, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be an easy game by any stretch of the imagination, but like that, that's what I'd like to see is, is us, is uh, us build a lead in the second quarter and, and hold it, um, you know, and, 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 and finish, and finish it. it. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be like a, a 42 to 10 type deal. I mean, just, just 10 or 14 points and, and just where it's, you know, a little easier, you know, at the, the right on the final and, and, uh, and, and second final drive of the game of, of just, uh, everyone can kind of take a collective deep breath and not have to, to hold it for an entire season. Yeah. You minutes. don't want it. You don't want the, the pressure of, of having a freshman kicker make a field goal to put it in a, a two, at a two possession game with, right. with two minutes left. Right. You know, that, you know, uh, let me jump on this real quick. I know a lot of people were hard on the, the young man, but he is eight of eleven for field goals. Yeah, I've been and fine that with was the his, game. This yeah, year. I think he's. Yeah, he's. It's. It, he should not feel bad about that. It was a tough kick in a tough pressure environment. Um, learn from it. You know, learn from it. Get better from it. And and, you know, it. You can't. You can't be Tyler Bass or Young Way Koo exactly. overnight. It exactly. ta- It takes development. You know the the kick that Bass had to in the the bowl game, that didn't just happen when he when he left high school. You know that took a lot of practice and a lot of time here at Georgia Southern to to where that situation called for. He 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 hit it. Yep. So, you know we've been spoiled. Young man, I mean we've been spoiled. Yeah, we with have. Kickers, we have. And I think. I mean, you and, and I. To be honest with you, you with a freshman kicker, we're we're still kind of we are spoiled. We to are. Be honest no, we you. are. I, I've yeah, I've so. overall I've been I've been perfectly fine with the kicking game. I think you know the the kickoff situation probably needs to be addressed a little bit. I mean, I think that has left something to be desired. Of of you know that that's one thing that I think we. Uh, did take for granted with Tyler Bass. I mean, obviously everyone wants to look at his, uh, you know, field goal efficiency, um, but he would nail that ball in the back of the end zone, like every time touchback, you know, and 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 that's something that gets overlooked that you're not seeing as consistently this year. Um, you're seeing more balls, you know, go out of bounds to give them good field position to start drives. That I think if there was anything to look at uh, from the special teams unit, um, it would it would be that. I mean, a punting game, you know, Beck is is is, is playing well. Um, um, but yeah, it would be kickoffs more than more than field goals. Um, but yeah, I mean, a, a huge shoes to fill in Bass, huge shoes to fill. I mean, you're you're following two NFL kickers, you know, and yeah. and 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 that's something that you, you know you go back to like our time, you know, as students at Georgia Southern, and that's something that we never would have expected in a hundred years because we were, I mean, no. we, we never trusted the kicking game. So so we recently. We have been spoiled in that area because we remember, you know, the the um, the Hanks and the, um, and the Adrian Moras and that where they just weren't as consistent and and you just didn't know what you were gonna get when you rolled out the field goal unit. It, it wasn't guaranteed no. points or even close to guaranteed points. So um, so yeah, I, I I'm I'm fine with that. He's a young kid. He's gonna hopefully grow and learn from the uh, you know from those moments. Um, yeah, I, I mean, really nothing else to say, I guess, about that. But I mean, we're 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 no. fine on the King game. Yep. Yep. Agreed. So, all right. All right, Cody. So picking this up, hopefully, uh, 
you know talking about another win but but uh hopefully a convincing win and and, and something that we can can build on uh, moving forward because you know after this if we get through this game uh with a win uh, it, it certainly doesn't get easier um you know i think it sets up for a for a, for a fun no, but, but last... super competitive uh last four games army uh, yeah. fau georgia state app state um so hopefully we can uh Fine tuning some things. Get yeah, right. Yeah, a lot. A lot of emotion. A lot of storylines. Yeah, two wow. two rivals. Obviously, Munkin and Army, FAU. You know, the, the, I guess as the outlier there. But I mean, good football team, uh, reigning conference champion. Haven't played a lot of games. Had you know, have been just wrecked by the coronavirus. Um, but you know, they certainly can't overlook them. Um, but but yeah, with with Army, uh, App State, and Georgia State. Um, you're right. Yeah. And uh, again, this week, got to get through this week. If there was a trap game on the schedule as the schedule this unfolded, is this is it. Got to get through it to set up. Really like, like the this stretch. and FAU. Yeah. 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 So with that, Cody, we'll pick it up next week as always. Hail Southern. Hail Southern. Thank you for listening to Gotta Talk. Be sure to visit our website, gotatalk.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Gotta Talk Podcast for more news and coverage of Georgia Southern football. Reach out with questions, share your thoughts, or suggest topics on our social media channels or by emailing us at gatatalkpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Eagle Nation, gotta and hail Southern. Thank <laughs> you.